Welcome to Daily H for Wednesday, October 18th. It's currently 10 degrees out. Feels like 6 degrees with uh, wind chill. Power's back on. We had a big storm, wind storm blow through, I guess is the proper way of saying that. Uh, the province last night and uh, killed the power right in the middle of a game of Overwatch while I was playing, which was kind of funny. I haven't had that. house just went completely dark. Um, everybody still was asleep. It was like 11 o'clock. So kids didn't notice, but um, yeah, my uh, Overwatch partners, whoever I was playing with, six killer or 68 or whatever their names were uh might have wondered why i disappeared all of a sudden and uh i don't know it didn't come on until three thirty or 4 in the morning i think is when then randomly there's a light all of a sudden on in the living room that obviously was left on that uh we didn't realize when going to bed when the power's out so um that's my story about <laughs> the power or lack thereof uh this episode daily is brought to you by patreon supporters possibly like you patreon.com slash ichris is where you can go to check out how you can support my podcasting efforts a little more directly with a dollar or two month uh for in exchange for an episode or episode or two a month as it seems to be the case lately um but i really appreciate everybody who's supporting me there whether you have in the past and had to stop or started and stopped or changed your mounts or whatever the the case may be it's all very much appreciated and all sort of goes back into not sort of it all does go back into helping uh fund what we're doing with good stuff and um sometimes we are we we're kind of lurching forward in spurts and starts at times it feels like and uh i'm sure at times you're like whoa just get off your butt and do this thing already um more often and uh that's definitely where kyle and i are hoping and wanting to be but uh, just life happens as it goes as we go along so and one of those things that's life happening as we go along here uh, particularly for anybody who's paying attention to canada canadian news music in general maybe um is a canadian band very popular canadian band the tragically hip uh lead singer gord downey died today of cancer he uh they had announced it um in 2016 that he had cancer, terminal brain cancer, and went out on tour in support of their 13th album. Um, and they didn't say specifically it was their farewell tour, just that they'd, it would depend on his health, obviously. And uh, they had a f- the final concert of that tour was held in late August 2016, and it was broadcast on the CBC, Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, and uh, streamed and everything. And I think most of Canada tuned in in some form or another, either out of curiosity. I know I was, I was visiting my aunt and uncle and they had it on, uh, on their farm. And my cousins were, went into like drove into Winnipeg to go to like watch it together collectively, um, on a big screen somewhere in Winnipeg. And, uh, so a lot of Canada, whether or not, definitely not all of Canada, obviously, but, um, I'm sure there are folks who are blissfully unaware perhaps of of this concert but i just remember it, it was a significant event it was kind of i was driving to winnipeg at the time when the announcement came out and so i basically played treasure hip music all the way there they have um 14 albums stretching back to 92 i think was their first um album that came out fully completely and uh they're a band that's like i was, trying, I was comp- sort of comparing it i was happened to see like a little youtube you know watch this video next thing of of a nickelback video of like why does everybody hate us or something and in a in a certain sense they're kind of like they have been as tragically hip or by no means comparable i don't think to nickelback in terms of how loved they are i guess maybe the inverse would be true they're tragically hip was universally loved in canada nickelback universally hated it would be this sentiment though there's obviously people who hate the tragically hip and people who love nickelback um but uh, they're just kind of ubiquitously, they're, they're everywhere in Canada and whether you like them or not. And like I went through a period, I think they, they kind of, like I said, broke through uh, late 80s into the 90s, definitely were 
super popular band in the nineties and, and into the two thousands. And for me, I, that was right when I sort of latched onto you two as a band and tragically hip kind of felt like this in, in my opinion, like at the time, my sort of ignorant opinion at the time, the sort of cheap Canadian knockoff band that rock band or whatever that Canada liked just because they're from Canada. But if they were actually um, out in the world, whatever that meant, um, they wouldn't be as popular because they're just another rock band playing a few riffs or whatever. Um, nothing too interesting about them. For me, uh, it wasn't until I was, it was late 90s, mid 90s, somewhere in there, I was in a band and we were just playing some covers and stuff. And the lead singer brought um, a tragically hip song, Wheat Kings, to play. And, and uh, so I was, as a guitar player, I was learning it in um, just acoustic ballad kind of sounding song. And um, But it was a song that was about the, uh, the case of David Milgard, who had been wrongfully committed, served 23 years in prison for a crime he didn't commit. Um, I think it was... Uh, I don't have the information in front of me, but like DNA evidence exonerated him, I believe. And, uh, and so the tragically hip wrote this song in response to, um, what, what had happened to the, to Dave Milgard. And, uh, and so just in hearing the lyrics, hearing the song, it's also about the Saskatchewan story where I'm from. And, uh, and so just kind of like, I don't know, something about it hit me, the, the tune, the lyrics, the, um, the line of late breaking story in the CBC and nation whispers. We always knew that he'd go free, just kind of like encapsulating what, um, I didn't even understand the depth of the story at the time myself even, but in the lyric, just covering a whole country almost with, with a song, um, was something that kind of spoke to me and, uh, just kind of drew me into this band, even though I didn't really dive too hard into the, the band. They, they had an album that came out in the, yeah, 97 was live between us, which I bought. I think that was the first tragically hip album I bought. And, um, as with you two, uh, for me, a band often comes alive. The songs are great on the album, but especially come alive when they're playing them live. If they can translate whatever energy and enthusiasm and excitement and, and, um, overall goodness of a song to a live setting, that's where it really connects for me. And so live between us was a great sort of introduction to, this band that I'd heard on the radio, but hadn't really heard in term in a concert, hadn't ever gone to a show never actually ended up going to a show, um, which I wish I had. And, but sort of was me at in late nineties and, uh, sort of coming to terms with being Canadian, coming to terms with a musician in Canada and, and sort of up to that point had sort of turned my nose up at being okay with listening to Canadian music. There's sort of like either, with, in Canada, anyways, you kind of either identify as being really strongly Canadian. In I would guess it would this would be the case in a lot of artistic endeavors, um, and either you're strongly Canadian or you kind of like go the other extreme, like I don't want anything to do with Canadian uh, music or art or whatever because I want to be bigger than Canada or some some sort of snobbery or ignorance. I don't know whatever the case is there. For me, it was it was a sort of um, arrogance or whatever that I think is how it, it uh, translated. And for me, Tragically Hip and Gordowney in particular as a lead singer kind of helped bring me back to that idea that it was okay to be Canadian. It was cool to be Canadian. It was, kind of, it was, it was, uh, there was power in what the stories that we had to tell as Canadians, whether or not the rest of the world paid attention didn't really matter. Um, cause they didn't, Tragically Hip didn't ever, I'm not, I, I would guess they sought after some measure of fame or success outside of Canada, but they kind of seemed to let the music and the stories they were telling speak for themselves and not have to try and chase after American, generally an American um, fame and success in order to feel like they had made it. 
but yeah, like I said, whether you wanted to listen to them or not, the songs, they're just played. Uh, I mean, probably these days, uh, where you don't hear radio as often, um, it's, you don't get exposed to the songs as much, but definitely growing up and, you know, getting my first job and, um, working and stuff like that and driving to and from work or school and things like that. The, the hips songs, you just, you can't avoid them almost in Canada. And, uh, even more so than like maybe rush or something like that gets a bit more, um, knowledge, I guess, as a Canadian band down South. Cause there's sort of like the rush is sort of the cool band to, to either bring up or pick on or whatever in movies and things like that often whereas tragically hip wouldn't wouldn't be brought up in in movies as someone's obscure favorite band from canada or whatever often um but songs like like from uh their second album in 1989 up to here blow it high dough new orleans is sinking 38 years old and then uh, in 92 um courage at the 100th meridian um on fully completely you mean today obviously you're hearing them <laughs> there's radio stations just playing nothing but tragically hip obviously in canada across canada i'm sure um they're definitely here in saskatoon that's the case on our local rock station when a voice like this is cut short even at age 53 which i, I know 20 year old me would have said that's quite old <laughs> now 41 year old me says he had a lot of life left to live and life to create yet uh is cut short with uh especially something like cancer um and you know sort of being aware of it for the last year and a bit and knowing that this day would probably come uh it feels like as a nation we were you know you're kind of preparing for it but uh, it's still obviously very sad when it actually happens and uh so um his his work in later years i'm sure it was part of much of his life but um publicly anyways later years in his life of uh, helping sort of ex- expose and help push canada canada towards um dealing with the uh canadian indian residential schools and just the havoc and and destruction that that wrecked upon our first nations people um his last album his solo album secret path which was released released last year is also a a book that uh, i know is read our kids read i think in school or maybe in libraries anyways and um and so um you know just starting almost a another chapter of sort of helping a bit on of activism in in pushing canada to be better as good as we are we could be better and uh and so just even that in in that getting cut short and um he uh yeah he will be missed i don't know how to end this uh other than i would love to just send it out with a song one of their songs um but i don't know how legal that'll be so i won't do that i guess um but you can i'll put links in in the show notes to some youtube videos and stuff you can check out and of course you can look on itunes or spotify or apple music whatever you use um tragic the tragically hip is the band there's a, a collection of sort of greatest hits album called your favorites uh, from a few years ago that you can uh, check out and that's that'll give you a good summary of of the, the band's career or if you're so inclined just start it uh, back at the beginning and listen all the way through for a heavy dose of canada so thank you gord downey for uh life well lived and uh for your music and for your love of Canada that inspired me to love my country in a new way. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Bye.